0: Well, hello, 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 my friends. How are you doing? How's it going? How's everything been treating you? How has the last week of your life been treating you? I hope it's been treating you well. I hope it's been treating you well. Why? Because you listen to me. And even though I have love for everybody in the world, I love the people that listen to me more. Yeah, I just said it and I meant it. This is episode number 162 of What You Say? of the Yes Anthony Says Podcast. And how do I know? Because I'm S. Anthony Thomas, the host, creator, and star of the Yes Anthony Says Podcast. And I want to thank you very, very much for spending this time with me. You're about to listen to episode number 162. And I want to say to you folks, thank you for bringing all your friends back. Thank you for coming back. Thank you for all the downloads. And if you love this episode, much like if you loved all the other episodes, do me a favor, retweet, rebound blog retumblr whatever the hell it is called this episode let everybody know about it if you're on a podcatcher and you have a place to write a five star or 20 million star review of this show please feel free to do so it helps out a lot it helps spread the word and if you love the show let everybody know you love the show so are you ready for episode number 162 cool because that's what you're about to hear Let's do this. You are about to listen to the S. Anthony Says podcast starring S. Anthony Thomas. <laughs> you lucky bastards. All right. This is S. Anthony. Glad you came back. Ready for the next one? All right. Here we go. Go. Yes. All right, folks, uh, before we get this second segment started, I just want to say a big shout out and a thank you to my friends on Twitter who uh, noticed my tweet about my incredibly intense back pain. Those obviously that wasn't a joke. My back was killing me. It still kind of is, but it's I can actually get around and do stuff now but the first day when I injured my back I believe I forget it was like Monday or something like that oh hey man that was the kind of pain that just that's the kind of pain that just makes you think about everything differently man you know you I mean because it's really weird how you you it's like you have no pain and you're going about your life and then you twist or something and then all of a sudden you have the kind of pain that makes you go you know for this kind of pain, shouldn't it have been some kind of gunshot or something? Shouldn't, there, shouldn't like six dudes have whipping whipping my ass or something? How do I get this kind of pain when I didn't really do anything and it's really, really bad? And you you can't do anything. I mean, I couldn't even stand up straight. I went about my day because I'm the kind of guy that likes to give back to the community. And I did, the, I, I did my responsibilities, which was really a good idea. Actually, it was a stupid idea because it just made it worse. But uh, it was intense, man. And the bad thing about being in really, really bad pain. And I'm sure there's many of you out there who are listening to this. And obviously, it doesn't matter what country you're in. It doesn't really, really matter what age you are. But, you know, as you get older, that kind of thing happens to people. if you're an older person, then, of course, this crap happens to you sometimes. Not young, fresh people like me. (laughs) Shut up. But it's really intense, man. And the funny thing about it is, it takes away things from you. It's not bad enough that it just hurts like crap. It just takes things from you. Things that you normally would just take for granted, it just takes it away. It just takes it. Just give me that. Think what you thought you were going to stand up. Get up. Stop it. You are not going to stand up. I said no. Stop it oh oh, you gonna try to bend oh, oh, oh so I get what it is I tell you you can't stand up but you're gonna try to bend down and pick up something you can't even bend down either I want you at 75 degrees and that's all you're gonna get you stand at a 75 degree angle and that's that I, I dude, was that 76 here's another shot of pain yeah that's right I saw that crap trying to take it to 76 degrees I said you will stand at a 75 degree angle chump and that's all you're gonna get and you're walking too fast. I don't want you walking fast, and I want you to walk like you're 90 years old and in bad health. Yeah, that's right. I want you to walk in a way where everybody can look at you and tell you pain that you're having back pain. And you know what? I want else to happen. I want a whole. I want you to get into stupid conversations that you wouldn't even want to listen to if your back was healthy. And I want everybody to drag out conversations at news counters and places like that when you're trying to buy some on all of some crap i wanted to take an extra long time now actually it's not really taking an extra long time but you're in such intense pain it feels like an extra long time you know what look oh i bet that oh look at that speed bump you're about to hit i bet that's gonna yeah, yeah i knew it was gonna hurt ah, ha, ha, that's right because pain is a bully my friend if you really think about it now granted Pain is actually just a way of telling of your body telling you that something is wrong, that something has been injured that you're doing. It's it's basically to stop you from doing more damage than you've already done. Whatever you're doing caused damage and your body is telling you don't do that anymore you're hurting yourself that's what it's for when you touch stove yeah that that pain is going if you keep your hand on the stove it's going to cause even more damage than just happened that's why you yank your hand away you know that's what pain is for to stop you from doing more and it's good if you really think about pain pain is a good thing because like I said it stops you from doing the thing that would have really hurt you but it's only good in you. It's only good if it stops you from doing something that actually hurts you. When it just lingers on, it's not good at that point. It's like I said, it's a bully at that point. It just kind of follows you around and keeps messing with you. Just keeps taking stuff from you. It keeps taking your lunch money from you. Ever had a bully in high school? I had a bully in high school. I hated that guy. I literally did nothing to him. He was the kind of guy that would literally... If you sit down in the cafeteria with your lunch, he would walk up behind you, tap you on one shoulder. And then when you turned around to see he was tapping your shoulder, he'd grab your milk and throw it against the wall or knock it on the floor and stomp it and go, yeah, ha, ha, ha. ha," And then go over to with his friends and laugh at you, drink his milk, point to his milk as he's drinking his unstomped, unthrown milk and laughs at you. How was that milk, man? Ha, ha, ha. No, there was no you didn't do anything to this guy. You didn't do anything to this guy, but he messed with you anyway. Why? Because he could. And that's what bullies do. They mess with you because they can. And that's what it feels like pain is doing to you. That's what it felt like my back pain was doing to me at that particular time. Yes, I twisted my back doing something normal. And it stopped me from twisting in that weird way to pick up that thing or whatever the hell I was doing. And if it was just a quick shot of pain that said, don't do that, dude, and I went, oh, and I stood up or stopped doing the activity and there was no pain, that would have been great. At that particular time, that that, that pain wouldn't have been a bully. That pain would be like a guy going, whoa, 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 whoa. If you go in that direction right there, uh, there's actually a traffic jam there and you get stuck there. So you need to just turn the car around and go in another direction or something like that because you really don't want to go in that direction. There's nothing wrong with that guy. Yes. Did he walk up to you a stranger and start a, and start giving you instructions, which under normal circumstances, you wouldn't want a person coming up and telling you what to do. Yes. But in this particular instance, him coming up and telling you what to do was a good thing. And in that particular instance, ow, and you stop doing the thing. Ow, you stop touching the stove. Ow, you stop bending that way. Ow, you start, you stop, stop picking up that thing that's too heavy and the pain stops. That's a good thing. But my back pain wasn't like that. My back pain was a bully that burst into the party, knocked over crap, and did not want to get the hell out, wouldn't leave no matter what, and kept calling other friends to come and mess up the party more. Yeah, I'm in his back right now. (laughs) Yeah. Tell my friends to show up. (laughs) Let's get this guy. So my back was hurting, and that bully... Pain was sitting in my lower back, messing with me every time I tried to do something. He knocked my proverbial milk out of my hand and slammed it against the wall and stomped it every time I tried to do something. I just wanted to get out of a chair. Oh, punk, get out. Yeah, that's right. That's what it reminds you who's in charge, jackass. Now, you can get up, but that's all you're going to do is get up like Giddy. That's exactly who runs this, punk. You try to take a shower. All you want to do is step over the tub to get into the shower. And what happens is <laughs> no, guys said no, I don't want to take a shower and I don't want you to take a shower either. I don't care. I don't care if you don't want to stink. I said no. But, you know, you have to go about your regular day. But the pain doesn't want to hear that crap. In fact, it gets actually angry at you if you begin to continue your normal activities. It's like pain gets offended. Pain's pissed off that it didn't stop you. I stepped one foot over the shower. There was a shock of that pain. I was oh, like, but I got the leg in and I got the other leg in and the shower was going on and every- I still got in the shower and that water in the- it felt great and my back went, oh, Oh, really oh I got something for you uh, I'm wait I wait that's cool that's cool you may have defeated me a little but I'm still here you still feel me don't you lower back don't you I can't believe this punk actually got in the shower when I told him not to get into the shower oh you rotten bastard then what started to happen was the water started to get a little too hot but the knobs in my shower are not up high they're down low which means I kind of got a bend to get to them uh-oh so the water was getting a little too hot. So I had to try to bend a little bit to get to the, to the to adjust the water. Oh, and that was pain's opportunity to get its revenge because it realized that it couldn't stop me because I beat it, slightly beat it, but I did beat it to get into the shower and it brought his friend, <laughs> not even its friend, its older brother. See, pain was there and it couldn't stop me. So it brought his older brother intense intense pain showed up and I went bent over a little bit to try to turn that water yeah and it hurt real bad it hurt so bad because it, it was his older brother intense showed up so not only was pain there his even meaner stronger older brother intense pain was there and he's like oh no okay listen jackass you're going to ignore my brother when he told you not to get into the damn shower. And then you're going to have the nerve to think that once you get into the shower, you're going to mock my little brother by bending. Oh, I got something for you. Take that. Yeah, that's right. I couldn't even. It was like I I had to ignore him because it was the water was burning me now. So I had to turn the cold water up higher. But the pain was so intense. I just said, I said, I got to get out of the shower. I can't take it. I'm already clean. I was just enjoying the water. I just got to get out of here. And I stepped over the side of the shower and then Ten said, hey, little brother, wait till he get his second leg up. Then we're really going to get him. Just you should you should you hit him with your pain first. I'm i to wait. We got something for his punk ass. And he's about to hit the slippery floor now. Yeah. And it made my back hurt so bad I slipped and almost fell again. Had to grab the sink, grab the wall. And then grabbing the sink and grabbing the wall, I twisted my back even more. And now intense pain and pain are in my lower back laughing at me. <laughs> That's what you get for trying to clean yourself, jackass. Yeah, I think, as you know, little brother, I think you can handle it from here. And he goes, no, 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 intense. You saw how he ignored me. We need to really work this guy over. Let's stay with me. All right, I'll stay with you. We'll finish this guy off. We'll have him laying on, the, on his back with a heating pad in no time him at his little high threshold of pain we'll see how high his threshold of pain is (laughs) you believe this he's gonna actually sit down and try to use the bathroom see if he can handle both of us so you sit down to do what you got to do in the bathroom you lower yourself gently and pain and intense pain are working their magic on you and it's killing you and you're thinking man I can't take this anymore but I have to go to the bathroom what I'm going to do wait a week to go to the bathroom I got to go to the bathroom and the whole time the pain and intense pain are yelling louder and pushing louder and being more intense and they just won't stop they're pounding away on you and they're working you over and they're doing everything they can to crush you but you know you have to go to the bathroom and you have to do this function you just have to do this function and they have to keep trying to beat you and it's a battle between you and pain and intense pain and you're winning a little bit because you finish but now you got to get up (laughs) and they're both mad at you because pain and intense pain couldn't stop you from showering yourself and it couldn't stop you from going to the bathroom and you just went to the bathroom and now you're going to have to stand up Unfortunately, pain and intense pain that those two brothers are not the only two brothers in the family. They have an older brother, the oldest of the three siblings. Excruciating. Now, normally he doesn't come out, you know. He pay, he charges a lot of money for his services. He doesn't come out because he's like, I ain't got time for that, man. Call me when somebody falls down some steps. Call me when somebody gets shot. I ain't got time for that crap. You guys can handle it. Come on, man. You got to get this guy. What, what did he do to you? Well, Payne wanted him to not take a shower, but he made it into the shower. Okay, all right. Intense. You should be able to handle that. Yeah, but he got into the shower. He tried to change the water. I, I hit him with everything I had, but he still changed the water. Then he got out of the bathtub and he slipped. And I gave him my best shot And then he he, You won't believe this Excruciating He actually sat on the toilet Wait a second Hold it a second You mean to tell me little brother He ignored you And got into the shower And then You Other brother That jackass Adjusts the knobs in the shower By bending Then gets out of the shower And then takes a Goes to the bathroom And sits down And takes an El Dumpo And you both hit him With everything you had And he still ignored you Oh Oh, this guy's going to get it now. He's dishonoring my damn family. I'll be there in a few minutes. I got a surprise for his punk ass. So you get up off the toilet. And pain and intense pain are there. And you care. It's almost it's like, oh, God, got And then you realize now that you're off the toilet, you have to clean yourself. And to clean yourself, you have to twist To clean yourself Oh no Twisting And just as you were finishing And you are now Wonderfully clean And you're about to pull Put your your shorts on Because you're fresh from the shower And fresh from that Their older brother shows up Excruciating And he is pissed the hell off hi guys is this him yeah <laughs> Whitley hits the steps you guys sit down I got this and then you begin going down the stairs and you're going well you know what my back's feeling kind of good I mean uh pain and intense pain and kind of gone maybe they gave up <laughs> maybe I can go about my yeah How you doing, jackass? Who are you? I'm excruciating pain, jackass. You gonna ignore my brothers? I got something good for you, Jack. Now go downstairs and lay down on a bed and put a heating pack on your back. And you do that for three days or until I tell you to stop. Because if you don't, I'm gonna make your balls hurt too. Yeah, right. Oh, Jesus. Exactly. You thought I was playing? Now get downstairs and put the damn heating pad on your back. And you start to go downstairs because you realize you've been defeated you can't beat excruciating you may be able to beat pain you may be able to beat intense pain but when excruciating shows up ex especially if excruciating is in a bad mood oh you in deep doo-doo so you head back downstairs And I go to my bed and I plug the heating pad in and I can actually hear laughing from my lower back. And it's the laughter of three because pain and intense showed back up to laugh at me as their brother excruciating is smacking me around like a punk. And they're laughing at me. (laughs) Get him in. Get him excruciating. Get him. I got him, guys. Look at him. Look at him. He's not so proud now, mister. I'm going to clean myself. Mister, I'm going to go to the bathroom. (laughs) Mister, I'm going to go down the steps. I got him right where we want him. Look at him. Plugging in his heating pad. That's right, jackass. No, no, no. Did you just turn that heating pad to low? (laughs) No. Turn it all the way up, jackass. And lay down on it. That's right. Take your pants off. Get in your drawers and just lay on that heating pad. And that's all you're going to do till I say so. But as you're about to lay down on the heating pad and just give in to the excruciating pain, you see someone in the corner waving. You see a little bottle of Tylenol. And it's waving to you. Come on, man. Tag me into this fight, man. Tag me in. And it's called... Tylenol. But then you see another bottle next to it called Pain Killer. It's a generic brand. And even though you know you should take the Tylenol, it doesn't Tylenol doesn't have the word killer in it. And you don't just want to relieve the pain, you want to kill this pain. And you go over and you pick up the bottle and your back goes, you better not even think about it. I run this jackass. You're going to get Painkiller? You think you're going to kill me? Get out of my face try to open the body you it's intense huh go ahead try to try to twist the cap off see if you can do it yeah (laughs) that hurt didn't it you know what i'm gonna let go ahead take the cap off tell painkiller to come in here and deal with me because i got my two brothers with me come on painkiller kill me painkiller come on painkiller what you got there's three of us and one of you, painkiller. Then you open up the bottle and the bottle says to take two. Oh, so you gonna take two painkillers, huh? Doesn't matter. Cause there's three of us and two painkillers. Then you take the painkillers, you drink down the water, and you gotta wait. You don't even know what's going on. It's like a, it's like a battle in one of those kung fu movies where the people. Bring in the person who's going to beat up the bad guy. There's a guy that's been in there slicing and dicing his way through town. And you got a couple of hired guns to come in and kill the bad guy. But you can't watch the fight. They both go behind this. They go into this room and they lock the door from the inside. And you don't know what's going on. You can't possibly know. You won't know for a while. You won't know till the doors open and there's a winner that comes out. You just won't know. You can't tell. You can't tell what the hell's going on. Because it takes about 45 minutes for a painkiller to kick in. 40 minutes goes by. 44, 45 minutes. And then wait a second the pain has subsided a little bit the pain has gone down it's still there excruciating has been defeated excruciating has been defeated you see the door open up a crack you still the fight's still going on but you see excruciating come out in a body bag and you're looking at excruciating like yeah that's right jackass you should have left me alone I didn't do anything to you excruciating and you had to come in and start messing with me you got what you deserve jackass but there's still pain there's still pain and there's still intense pain and the battle rages on and a few minutes another hour goes by and the, bod- and the box open I mean in the room opens up and you see one of the painkillers come out in a body bag oh no there's intense pain and there's pain and there's one painkiller left in the battle. I don't know how this is going to go. It's two against one. It was bad enough when it was three against two. But at the very least, there was some help in there. now that one painkiller was still in there battling, fighting, giving everything it has. And it has no help. It's just him against intense pain and pain. Another little hour goes by and intense pain comes out in a body bag <laughs> yeah jack intense pain comes out dead but now you don't know that you don't you know that there's one painkiller left inside your body one painkiller still working and pain is still there but pain is a little bit weaker all you know pain's still there and you realize that you could not kill pain like that easily it's amazing that excruciating pain as tough as excruciating pain is as powerful as excruciating pain is it's punk ass got killed first and intense pain as powerful as intense pain was it's punk ass got killed second it came out dead and one of the painkillers came out and now the only things going on in your back is a battle between painkiller and pain but pain's still there what happened to the painkiller? the battle still rages on What's going on you don't know and that's what my blower back was like painkillers and excruciating pain and intense pain fought to the death and now a weakened pain still exists it's not dead yet it's still there it's really tough to get rid of but the pain killers have gotten rid of the top two demons, the top two warriors of pain, got rid of them, killed them. But pain's still there. It's funny, pain, you would think of the three brothers as the weakest of the three, but it's the one that goes away, the slowest. You would figure if excruciating pain got killed and intense pain got killed, all three of them would go. But pain just won't go away, but it gets weaker and weaker. And as you take painkillers, weaker and weaker. And I've now stopped taking painkillers. They've pretty much done their job. They killed excruciating pain. They killed intense pain. But pain is still there. And now that pain's two older and more deadly brothers have been taken out by painkillers, now pain by itself is battling against the body's defenses, the healing of the body. The townspeople that were there the whole time that couldn't handle intense pain and couldn't handle excruciating pain are now battling pain by themselves without the help of the painkillers. They're like the two heroes that came to town, fought the most intense guys, got killed in a gun battle, and have now taken the people that were there and made them feel that they could win the battle. And they are now winning the battle because the pain is going lower and lower and lower. The townspeople are fighting back without the help of of the two gunslingers known as painkillers. The two people who now have monuments to themselves, monuments to them and the town. People go, remember those two painkillers? Remember how they gave their lives to the stop excruciating pain and intense pain and gave us the right, gave us the feeling that we could beat this pain and now we're beating this pain. See, the pain is still there, but it's going away slowly because the townspeople are slowly, taking over slowly winning the battle and it was all because of painkillers that came to town and let them know that it was possible to win the battle and win the battle they are now, let me tell you something, my friends, when I think about my lower back, the way it feels right now, it feels pretty damn good. I still have little twins of pain if I try to pick up something. I still have little twins of pain when I do things during the course of the day, but it's just pain. And his older brother's excruciating intense. they have not come back because painkillers have killed them. And now that the painkillers have gone The people of the town The healing aspects of the body have now risen To the point where they are no longer Going to allow those two jackasses back in town There's pictures of them at the town on the front of the town So if pain tries to invite any of its other equally deadly family members back to town We want to let them know they're not welcome You are not welcoming S. Anthony Thomas's lower back jackass And this is me S. Anthony Thomas saying something Something to you pain it's if you notice the townspeople have risen and you sir you jackass are slowly losing territory the left side of my back there is absolutely no pain in it the upper back there is absolutely no pain in it you have been relegated to the bottom right side of my back when you control the entire back upper and lower and now you bastard your time has come your powers have been limited you bastard and very soon in the near future probably by the end of next week you will have no territory in S. Anthony Thomas's lower back again you will be gone and he will sit in chairs in better postures and he will be careful about how he picks up things and he will do exercises to strengthen his back and to strengthen his back means one thing and one thing only even if somehow now you can sneak back into town The amount of damage you'll be allowed to do To this gentleman's back Will be limited And the townspeople will once again rise And reject you And throw you out of town And much like your older brothers Your older deadly brothers Excruciating intense, You will be sent Packing my friend In a body bag You bastard Yeah that's right I said it so my friends, I want to let you know, thank you for the kind words and the wishes of good health and the wishes of back repair. I want to let you know that among the townspeople called my body's healing and the defenses of my body that stopped the pain and healed my back and is rapidly healing my back, your kind words are also among the townspeople that made the pain go away. Your well wishes. And I want to thank you for that. And a final word to my rapidly leaving back pain. Fuck you. And goodbye, back pain. (laughs) Your time is limited, you bastard. (laughs) Thanks for the kind words and the well wishes on the back pain. I really appreciate it, everybody. Much love to you. Segment over. Hey, everybody, how you doing? You know, I want to talk to you about something that's pretty, pretty interesting. Hopefully it's interesting to you because that's the whole idea of doing the show. Uh, (laughs) I was talking to a friend of mine and and you ever have a you ever have a conversation with a buddy of yours. You're talking about something and then somehow, some way it turns into something else entirely. And during the conversation, you're so into the conversation that you don't realize how you got from one subject to the other subject but when you got there you realized it was very very interesting and you're going to stay there you don't want to go back to the original train of thought because the original conversation kind of sucked and we were talking about a friend that we, we had a mutual friend that we had in Los Angeles back in the day and back in the day, they had these things called, they still have them now, but they were so prevalent back then, it was almost like they were just kind of throwing them out, called development deals. And a development deal essentially would be a movie company or a TV studio or someone of some entity of like that who would watch your act or watch you perform or see you in some way and they would throw a sum of money at you basically to lock down your services for a specific period of time a lot of times they'd give you a half a million dollars it'll be a three-year or four-year half a million dollar development deal and some of the development deals were massive you see a person get a development deal for a million dollars or something like that or even even on the low end they'd give people you know i actually so i actually knew people that got development deals for fifty thousand dollars for a year And basically what that means is we don't really know what to do with you, but we don't want anybody else to get a crack at you. We're not sure what to do with you, but we don't want anyone else to find out what to do with you. So we're going to lock you down. And that way, if you come up with anything good, we get first crack at it or we get a piece of it when it becomes successful. They were basically just kind of throwing fish hooks in the water and trying to just no, not even fish hooks, just taking a big net and sweeping around the water, hoping to pull up something great. And this guy, a person that we knew got a development deal. Now he was a, Tall, good-looking guy, really nice guy, charming guy, funny guy, and he got a development deal. And he was one of those guys that was so likable and so nice, you couldn't even be mad or jealous of the bastard, which made it even worse. It's like that because if somebody gets it, if you're working your ass off, you're getting standing ovations and everything great, and this guy does a good job too, but not as good as some other people, and he gets a development deal. That's the perfect time to want to hate the bastard. Look at him over there with his tall, good-looking, making money self bastard. But you couldn't even dislike the bastard, which made it even worse. You were actually happy for the bastard, and that kind of sucks. Kind of sucks. I I said, look, I I even told the guy, I said, you good-looking bastard. I wanted to be jealous of you and mad at you because you got a development deal. But I like you too much, so I can't even be mad at you, you piece of crap. And he, he laughed, of course. But that was the thing, man. You watch the development deal happen. But the problem with the development deal, like I said, is they spread them out so much. They threw money at everybody. And I unfortunately for me, I came at the time when that crap was ending. If I was a few years older, I would have been able to grab up some of that free money for being cute and funny at the same time. But I came along a little bit too late in the business. I'm mad at you, mom, for not having me four years earlier. I'd be rich now, dagnabbit. How dare you? Granted, you would have been a lot younger than you. Okay, that that. who cares? We can't go back in time. <laughs> Anybody got a time machine? Anyway, <laughs> but he got a development deal. And, and we were talking about development deals in so far as you wish that they were around now so people could develop their talent and get the bread, but it doesn't work that way. But the bad part about the development deal is they threw the money out to so many people that didn't waste it. They didn't want to spend the time actually developing the talent. I mean, what you just gave the guy had the word development in it, but they didn't develop these people. They just threw money out to to lock them down and they didn't even bother investigating the people to see if they can handle it. And unfortunately, this guy who was a great guy, funny guy, could not handle it. If you looked at him from the outside, he had everything he needed to be a big deal. He was a good looking kid, tall kid. You know, he was a funny kid, but they made the classic mistake. The same kind of mistake people make in the NFL and in college basketball in the draft. They see this guy doing these amazing things in college And they don't realize that they didn't pay close enough attention to realize that, of course, he's a fantastic player in college. But when you move up to the NFL, you got to realize you're in the NFL. You're not in college. You're in the NFL now. So when you're in the college football, there's maybe two or three guys on your team. If you're a top flight team that are good enough to be in the NFL. And when you play people during the course of the season, you're only going to come up with a through a. You're going to play against maybe a handful of people the whole season who are NFL quality. And keep in mind, the people that are NFL quality are entry-level NFL quality. He's not as good as the 26-year-old superstar player in the NFL who's already been through college and now played against nothing but top-level talent for four years or five years. He is used to the speed and the smarts of the NFL. He's a veteran in the NFL against top-flight players the bet the worst player he plays in the nfl is better than the best player you played so you're not ready for that and that was the problem with the development deals they didn't realize that these people were good college players but they could never hang in the nfl NFL of life of show business you would see this guy in his in his in his native town in his hometown destroyed on stage and all the everybody's going nuts and thinking he's the greatest thing in the world and he does a great job and all the girls want him then you go to hollywood and everybody's good looking oops you get on stage in hollywood and they're all getting laughs oops And he realized the stakes have been raised and the level has been raised and you don't stand out in Hollywood. And the person that threw the development deal out there doesn't realize, didn't realize, didn't do the work and couldn't understand that the person could not handle the pressure of show business. They were great in Kansas. They were great in Detroit. They were great in their hometown. But now this is Los Angeles. This is New York. And everybody there's a whole lot of good people. I found it out when I left Philadelphia and went to New York the first time. I was 18 years old. I went to New York, and I was one of the best in my area. And I went to New York, and everybody was as good as I was that was on the stage. It wasn't like I was in the top 1%. I was in the top 10%. Now That, that sounds pretty good. Normally, if you're better than 90% of the people, but there's 10% of the people that are as good as you, that's great. But no, no, no. To really be successful, you got to be in the top 1% or higher than that to really stand out. And it took me a few months to get to that level. But the culture shock was, what the hell? I was used to just effortlessly being one of the better ones in my area. And now I got a whole bunch of other people who are just as good and this sucks. But as it turns out, no, it didn't suck. It was great. The pressure didn't bother me. I loved it. I loved it. It made me better. And when I went back to my hometown to do shows, people were shocked at how much better I got. I had no choice because everybody was great. I had to be great. But with this guy with the development deal, he went there and he could not handle the pressure. He showed up on stage and everybody was getting laughs. He was used to going to his hometown and it'd be a little spot. This guy get a laugh, but this guy wouldn't. This guy get a laugh and this guy wouldn't. But everybody was blowing the place open. And he didn't realize that not only do you have to be at that level, you have to be at that level all the time. It was enough to be funny for 10 minutes. You had to be funny for an hour and 10 minutes. And then you had to, when that hour had been seen already, you gotta write another hour and 10 minutes. And when that one's seen, you gotta write another hour and 10 minutes. And when that one's seen, you gotta write another hour and 10 minutes. And he couldn't do that because it took him 15 years to write the damn hour he came up with. (laughs) You know? And he even said to himself, I didn't, he even said to me, he goes, I didn't even, I said, all I saw was people on TV. I was in my hometown. I wrote this hour. The hour killed all the time. It was great. You know, I was getting standing ovations and all the girls were on me. I go to Hollywood and nobody gave a damn. The girls are like, yeah, they're all, everyone's good looking here. What, what of it? Everybody's funny. What of it? And it broke them. It crushed them. The pressure crushed them. The pressure to do it at a high level crushed them. The pressure to do it at a high level consistently crushed them. But he already had $500,000 from the development deal. <laughs> and he figured out pretty fast. Oh, I can't do this anymore. And he got the hell out of Los Angeles. L.A. was too much for the man. Too much for the man. So we took his punk ass to. <laughs> took his punk ass to Arizona. Took his ass to Arizona. And uh, now he's selling cars. But <laughs> well, he hung on to the money. You know, and I thought about that development deals. And You realize development deals aren't just for show business. There's a lot of development deals going around. Development deals are everywhere. If you really think about it, most relationships are development deals. If you really think about it, especially if you're the kind of person that wants to date a whole lot of different people. How is that different? In a development deal and show business, they'll throw a little bit of money to this person, a little bit of money to that person, a little bit of money to that person, a little bit of money to that person person just to lock them down so nobody else will see them until you decide whether they're worthy of more money, worthy of you putting all your time and effort into them, worthy of spending time with them. You don't tell them about the other deals. They they may or may not know about the other deals. But once you give them a little bit of money in show business, here's a $50,000 will lock you down for a year. And the guy was working at a, at a restaurant and he's got $50,000 in the bank. Oh my God, I could spend all my time writing my script and doing this. <laughs> he's not thinking about all the other people you gave 50 grand to or 100 grand to. He doesn't care. He just knows he does not have to deal with that asshole that, 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 that hired him, that, that wasn't paying him enough money and that was digging into his tips when he worked in that restaurant. That's all he's thinking about. He doesn't care about that other crap He just cares about that So he doesn't know about the other people And doesn't care It's the same thing when you're dating If a really really hot person Male or female depending on your specific sex It doesn't matter what your sex is If a really hot person starts spending some time with you Give you a little kissing Don't give you any more than that But they make you think that they, I just want to take it slow And you're going I don't care how slow you take it As long as I get to cross your finish line Ooh You don't know the other days of the week he or she is dating a bunch of other people. They haven't decided who they want yet. They haven't spent enough time with you yet. They haven't compared you to all the other people they're dating at the same time yet. They don't know you have a development deal. They haven't signed you to a contract yet. You have a development deal. They give you a little teeny bit of themselves. Just to find just enough to lock you down so you don't date anybody else while they decide when you, whether or not you or somebody they want to lock down in a later date. When you get a development deal and they throw you that little fifty thousand dollars, you may write a script that blows their doors off and they go, oh shoot, this guy's a genius. Oh, here's another deal. We're gonna sign you up openly. We're going to give you a real deal. You're coming to $1 million, half a million dollars, four years. We're going to give you a job. We're going to move. This is my guy, Frank Johnson. Look at his script. He's a genius. And that's what a development deal is like. When they when they look at you and realize, oh, I can make some money off this bastard. He's got great ideas for television programs. He's incredible on stage. He writes a lot of material. He or she writes a lot of this and does a lot of that. She can produce that and she can produce that. And maybe I'll have another Seinfeld or another Cosby or another Roseanne or another. And they think that you can become that. And it looks like it's about to happen. It's like the going to the draft and seeing Andrew Luck sitting there. And you got a chance to draft the guy. And then Andrew Luck turns into this fantastic quarterback. It's just like that. Oh my God, I just threw a little bit of money on this, on this thing here and it's going to turn into a pot of gold. Same thing with the dating. Somebody goes out with you and everything's great and they're dating five or six different people and they kind of like some of them, but you are a little bit, you're kind of funny. You know, you're kind of funny. When they spend a little more time with you they realize you're really funny and you're really charming and they see you're caring. Maybe they'll even get it on with you go, oh, this person is really good at getting it on. So they're cute, they're smart, they're, cheer- they're, they're caring, they're good at getting it on. How much money do you make? You don't make that much money. Oh, you're working on what? Really? You have a degree in what? You're working on what? You work for what company? What kind of prospect? Oh my goodness, this person's going to make a lot of money. I'm going to get rid of the rest of these jackasses and concentrate on this person. This person's going to get a real deal not the punk deal not the development deal a real deal a deal out in the open I'm not going to hide them off to the side with a little punk ass development deal I'm going to bring that person into the company (laughs) it's the same thing You got to realize that development deals come in different sizes and shapes. It's like development deals in show business comes in different sizes and shapes. Development deals in the real life and relationship comes in different sizes and shapes. Just like I said, the person will investigate you against five or six different people. That's one type of development deal. But there are other types of relationship development deals. I've been on I've been that type of relationship development deal. Everybody has. But the other type is I remember talking to some people. And I didn't realize that this had actually happened to me, too. There was some people and I've heard this happen from people that I knew and I I watched it happen. Just like when you do a development deal, when you're checking out whether or not this person's scripts or whatever are great. I saw a guy, um, met a lady, gorgeous face, just otherworldly gorgeous face. But from the neck down, she wasn't in the greatest of shape. She was really out of shape, but just a, a sweet person, a nice person, a great person, a wonderful person. And that should have been enough. But from the neck down, she was not in really good shape. But her face was spectacularly gorgeous. And this guy was looking at her and he was thinking. And this is a horrible thing to think about somebody. And I got in. I, I talked to him about I was like, dude, it's kind of a messed up way to, you know, to think about somebody but this is why he was literally thinking he was going to build himself the perfect woman why because she was smart charming cool great awesome otherworldly face but from the neck down and not that okay she wasn't really really bad shape uh physically she wasn't a fit at all she was you know you know how, and i've been there when when you're heavy to the point where your body looks kind of weird and misshapen because you got a big gut or you got a He saw that, but he thought, well, because of the way her body looks, a lot of people, a lot of dudes, even though she's really pretty, all they're going to say is she's pretty in the face. Too bad. She's fat. What I'm going to do is I'm going to step to her. I'm going to become her dude. And then I'm going to I'm going to get her in shape. So then I already got all the other stuff. She's already smart and charming and cute and funny and all that kind of stuff. with that otherworldly face. But I get her in the gym and I make her body slamming because they use words like slamming back then i make her body slamming and i'm had a perfect woman man because ain't nobody gonna step to her right now because she got that my body's all messed up but because i got to her first and she's gonna see me as a dude that liked her when she was fat right so when she's thin and her body slamming because they were they use words slamming like so, like slamming mm-hmm. back then then she's gonna then by that time i have already locked her down and she'll be mine and if they get the get get that was his plan. That's that I mean that was his plan. He actually said those things. Now this wasn't a close buddy of mine, but somebody I that was in the gym with. And he was he literally would actually walk around the gym and kind of scout women with gorgeous faces and their bodies were in his in his mind messed up, because that's what he called them, messed up body perfect faces. He had some kind of weird term for it. I don't remember what it was, but I got news for it. even if I didn't remember what it was, it was probably incredibly insulting and I wouldn't use it, but you understand what I'm talking about. So and that's how he would find his girlfriends. There was a string of women in the gym that he would find that were gorgeous in the face. He'd date them for a while, get their bodies in incredible, incredible shape, and then he'd have, he'd have built his girlfriend. Yeah, look at her body now. See, oh, she's, she's She was a 10 in the face and a 2 in the body. Now she's a 10 in the face and a 9 in the body. Look at that guy. How I built that. <laughs> but eventually, the simple fact that he was using that type of development deal to, quote, build the girlfriend, unquote, he was still shallow. He was still shallow. His development deal ideas suck because eventually they would see the shallow nature of what he was doing and drop kick his ass. He was thinking, oh, so as soon as I get these, and he would use the word for women that rhymes with rich. As soon as I get them these, and you, you know what word I'm talking about, in shape, they drop me. Uh-huh. See, the women ain't nothing because you, you did the wrong type of development deal. And I didn't realize why I was so offended by that type of relationship development deal until I realized that somebody had done that to me. I was in a relationship but somebody had done that to me and in my mind I kept thinking in terms of how many times I had heard girls say to me over the course of my life you're really really cute if you weren't so big I'd be all over you you're really really cute too bad you know I'd overhear him saying stuff like he's really cute in the face too bad I mean if he wasn't a little fat guy too he's cute in the face too bad he's so if he weren't so big if he lose some weight I'd be all on that he Cute, and I didn't. You didn't, you just, you all you heard was the rejection. You didn't realize what exactly I didn't realize exactly what they were saying, and I realized that people had done that to me. I had a girlfriend, and we were dating for a while. She kind of stepped to me, and you're so cute. He, 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 and all of a sudden, if she would introduce me to a friend of hers who, who, you know, who, who was a personal trainer, we start hanging out. Hey, why don't you come hanging out with me? I'm sitting there going. Wait a second. And then when I thought about it later on, I didn't realize she was doing to me what that guy was doing to those girlfriends. She liked my face, liked everything about me, except the fact that I was a tub of crap. And she was building a boyfriend. And then I got in shape. So I was cute in the face, like I am now. And I had a six pack and I was all sliced up and everything. You know, looking all great and everything from the neck down. To match my cute face. And now all of a sudden... Her girlfriends are hitting on me, not, not overtly, but it was, you know, hey, you, you really, you're as cute as she said you were. <laughs> wow, you've been working out. <laughs> and now she's mad at me. She had, it was a development deal there. She had, she was developing, she was building a boyfriend. <laughs> and when I got in shape and I was all confident and everything, now she was mad at me every relationship is a development deal every relationship is a development deal you know that development deal fell through because she was nuts it was of course none of it was my fault (laughs) shut up but if you don't think that every relationship you have is a development deal you're nuts everybody puts a little bit of little bit in little bit of uh investment in you To decide whether or not you're worthy of bringing it, bringing yourselves closer, whether or not they decide they're going to build something with you. How many times have you seen, say, for the sake of argument, you'll see someone, maybe um, somebody who a a lady is dating a guy and maybe he's going to medical school. No, now This is a different situation because she's really she's already invested in this person. This is a different type of thing. And she works a second job to help put him through law school or through medical school, or he works a second job to help put her through medical school or law school, and then they go on and build a wonderful life together. They invested in each other. And then, say for the sake of argument, I was to go out with someone who was like an a Oprah point 2.0, right? And I'm doing my thing, I'm working as I'm a plumber or something, or I'm a contractor or something, and I'm busting myself to death hours and hours and hours, investing in her going to communication school and investing money in her building this and investing money in that and then she becomes the next Oprah and then she in turn invests in me realizing that I'm a fantastic contractor and builder and architect and all of a sudden I build up an architectural empire to go along with her communications empire. That's the best case scenario. That's the best case scenario. That's the best case scenario. But what actually happens in the real world? You see it on TMZ if they're famous. You see it on court TV if they're not famous. The person spends all this money spending all this time investing the wife. She becomes Oprah 2.0 and drops his punk ass for the pool boy. She spends all that time developing this bastard. He becomes a big time doctor. He becomes a neurosurgeon, starts banging one of the nurses and drops her ass. (laughs) That's how most development deals go, go down. You know, most development deals are complete failures. And when I say development deals, I'm not just talking about show business. I'm talking about relationships. Most of them are failures. Most of them. It doesn't mean you don't try you got to try. If you, you can't succeed if you don't try. But let's be real. Most of them absolutely suck. There's a there's 99,000 people that got development deals. Most of them have probably spent all their money and are working at Arby's. Not that there's anything wrong with working at Arby's, especially if they become a sponsor at some point in the future. <laughs> but it's the truth. And that's what I was thinking, man. Everything is the v- development deal. You kind of throw a little bit of yourself into a whole bunch of different areas. To try to find out which one, which one is the one that's going to turn into something, you know. But if you really think about it, if you do the research on where to put your quote money unquote and where to put the development, where to invest the most when it comes to development deals, where to the where to put the most, I realize there's a good place for me to spend the most of my money time effort when it comes to development deals and it's the same thing for you there's a place where you can spend most of your money most of your time most of your effort on a development deal where it will pay off the best there's one place and I'll tell you where it is I know you're probably listening to this on your iPhones or your or Android phones whatever they say most of the people listening to me are listening on phones Keep the earbuds in your ear and wherever you are. If you're in your house, go up to your bathroom and look in your mirror. If you're in your car listening to it, look in your rearview mirror. Okay, don't look in your rearview mirror because you're going to crash into something. Just pretend you're in your home and you went upstairs and you're standing in your bathroom mirror. And who do you see standing in your bathroom mirror? That would be you. Of course, if you have children that's you and your kid that's standing behind you, making face, going, "Dad, why are you staring in the rear? why are you staring in the mirror? You're scaring me because you look like a zombie. Well, what you need to do is say, "Get out the bathroom, punk. I gotta listen to what S. Anthony says. Kick that kid out the bathroom. If you're in the car, please do not kick your kid out of the car because that will be a felony. At least unless you slow down first. No, 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 no. Don't Don't do that. Just don't kick the kid out of the car. The point I'm trying to make is all these development deals relationship-wise and in show business are all built around developing something from somebody else. Not doing any research. Just grabbing something that kind of looks good and throwing a little penny on top of that one and a little penny on top of that one. When quite frankly the person you need to be developing is right there in the damn mirror because the more that person gets developed damn it the better the odds because quite frankly if you de- spend a lot of time developing you you probably won't lose in the, in the words in the, in the, you know when I think in terms of show business a lot of times they <laughs> the one that they Luck into it was pretty easy to see that this person had something special, but nobody wanted to put the work in. They just kind of, okay, he's yeah, he's good dad throw it away. Do some research. If they'd have done some research, they would have found these people that turned into stars a little earlier. They could have spent more time developing those people, but they never did it. And that's when I found out that, you know, it's always best to develop yourself first. Because the development deal, I Gave myself Gave me this Made me decide to do a podcast And I like doing this More than I like doing just about anything else Not just because it's fun to do But because of You sick bastards I enjoy doing this podcast Because it's fun to do And because I dig my interactions with you So essentially I have two development deals now One where I invested in me And one where I invested and continue to invest in you. And it seems to have paid off. (laughs) Thanks for that. Segment over. Hello, folks. Let me tell you something. Uh, I've been doing this show for maybe about a year and a half now. And there's there's a lot of you listening and more people listening every day. And I want to thank you for that. And sometimes people will send me show topics. And I'll be honest with you. Sometimes, you know, a lot of times the stuff that you send me is stuff that I was going to talk about anyway. So that's how that happens. And I, every once in a while, I'll read an email or something like that. But usually it's just like really kind words and people. And yeah, that would be like the show and that kind of stuff. And I appreciate that. But sometimes people will DM me and when I say DM, I mean direct message on Twitter or email me show topic stuff that absolutely makes no sense. And I'm sitting there going, do you do you listen to my show at all? You know, did you just randomly run across my email and decided to send me some crap because you just wanted to hear my smooth tones talk about stuff? Do you realize that this this podcast is basically me telling stories and sprinkling humor through true stories or stories I put together to make a point? Do, do you not realize that, you know? because i'll get direct me- you know what you need to talk about you need to talk about the time that the guy was the guy that was in the news article about a guy who was in an airplane and he threw a bunch of priests out the airplane and while they were falling out he was shooting at him with a rifle and then you need to bring that up and then there was a guy that broke into his family's house and took the baby out of the crib and beat everyone to death with the baby and then began, and then even again and then we talk about the illuminati and you need to, how they run everything and you do and you need to talk about the and i'm sitting there going dude do you no offense. If you're listening to my show, if you listen to my show on a regular basis, which I don't know if you do, if those are the topics you're suggesting for me, because those don't sound like anything I would ever do a show about, you know, even though I'm pretty open to talking about anything, but those don't sound like the kind of topics that you'd hear on this podcast. I mean, come on. This is the 162nd episode, and I, haven't, I don't have anything like that running through my podcast for the most part. Yes, I will talk about things in the news, but don't be sending me crazy crap come on man i just wanted to say to the cat did you just listen to three random episodes uh from the 161 that exists before this one is just and see if anything pops up that even sounds anything like i would be interested in talking about that crap you know you, th- you think about- and my next episode is gonna be called everyone was killed by being bludgeoned to death by the baby what kind of who wouldn't want to click on that in the first place and illuminati stuff get that crap out of here! i'm not doing any illuminati episodes are you insane if you want to hear illuminati stuff you can go on youtube and hear all the illuminati stuff you want well i don't even i mean i I mean i watch com- conspiracy stuff on youtube for entertainment purposes only i don't buy into the 99.9 percent of that crap Because if you really think about it, social media and YouTube, I include YouTube in social media, if you really think about it, gives a lot of people an opportunity to say the kind of stuff that they would normally say on a subway platform through a upside down styrofoam cup as you walk by keeping your eyes on them so they don't go berserk and push you onto the subway tracks. But now they got places where they can spew that crap and they don't have to be on the subway platform or walking down the street annoying you with that junk. And I don't want you annoying me with that junk. You know, it's just weird stuff. You know, I don't even know. I mean, the only thing I know about the Illuminati is the crap I see on YouTube. You'd never hear me talking about the Illuminati. I don't know anything about the Illuminati, man. Come on, man. That's silliness. I mean, you mean. You you, you you, actually go to YouTube and you see videos like, The Illuminati is real. Oh, oh, hold on. Oh, oh turn it off. Turn it off. Oh, oh, God. Oh, jeez. That hurt bad. Oh, sorry, guys. I, I probably should edit this part out. But as soon as I said The Illuminati is real, the microchip in my brain um, kind of tased me. It has a thing. It's like whenever you say anything that admits that The Illuminati is real. Oh, shit. Hold on. Hold on. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I said it ironically that time. Just calm. Turn it off. Turn it off. Jeez. Guys, come on. I mean, I've been part of the Illuminati all this time, and I let you put the microchip in my brain, and you put the old one in. Where's the one with the firmware update that lets me say that the Illuminati is real? Oh, jeez. Turn it off, turn it off, turn it off. Oh, God. I should be able to just say that, and the new microchip allows you to say that and not be shocked. This is ridiculous, man. Okay? I mean, seriously. Why did I go through all these blood sacrifices and have several members of my family brutally killed to get into the Illuminati, all right? You're the one, look, I don't want to hear any crap from you Illuminati dudes, okay? Now that I'm part of the damn group, what's wrong with you? You should, you're the one that recruited me, okay? All right, I'm sitting over here hailing Satan, and you guys are over there, I'm drinking blood and sacrificing people, and then you put the you, you, you sit there and you should have waited an extra day to allow me into the Illuminati. I could have gotten the next chip. okay, I've been sitting here by the sitting here waiting for the Wi-Fi update to, the, to my brain chip so I can actually say the words, "The Illuminati is real. Jesus hold nothing enough. Oh God uh, uh hold on for a minute. Here comes the firmware update. Finally, it only took two weeks. Uh, there we go. Okay, let me try it now. I have to reboot myself. Hold on. Sorry, guys. I have to reboot myself. Hold on. Oh, I hate when I have to reboot. Oh, this is horrible. Oh, God. Oh. Okay, let me try this again. The Illuminati is real. Ah, good, good. Uh, Can I continue on with my podcast now? This is the last segment of the podcast. I'm going to continue on. Okay, yeah, we're going to do some more worshiping of all the evil stuff and all of that crap in a minute. And I have a couple of more people I have to viciously beat up and and hide around the city in some kind of, you know, a worshiping ceremony to prove my loyalty to you guys. (laughs) Now, let me talk to my podcast audience who I will soon be recruiting, whether they like it or not. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And back to the show. Anyway... (laughs) So I'm driving down the street today and it's uh, a kind of kind of hot outside <laughs> and uh, it was really weird. It's really you know what's really weird about driving down the street in the mighty Toyota Camry is it was so hot outside that, you know, I rolled the windows down and normally when you're driving outside, you roll the windows down because it's it's so hot outside. And you think that the the air when you're driving by will blow air into the car and it will cool the car off. But it was so hot and so humid that it wasn't working. It just was not working. So I turned on the air conditioner and rolled the windows back up. And I had the windows rolled up and within seconds, the mighty Toyota Camry was cold on the inside. And it was weird to drive down the street in the mighty Toyota Camry and see regular people just like me walking down the street in the summer heat i'm cold i'm cool i'm adjusting the temperature to make it just exactly perfect inside the car and then i'm out there sweating to death and i can't give them a ride because i don't know these people they could be nuts i don't know but it's weird that we're in the same place at the same time probably have somewhere near the same salaries i'm driving in this cool car and i mean cool, cool. as in temperature and, and also it's the mighty Toyota Camry, the camera so <laughs> you know it's cool And I'm feeling comfortable listening to sports radio going about my day. And these poor people who look just like me or work just like me are sitting there sweating their asses off. It's the closest thing a regular person like me gets to feel the same way a rich person feels. Right. I'm in the same place as this person, but my life at this particular moment is way better than their life because I'm in a good temperature. I'm not sweaty. I'm comfortable. The humidity doesn't bother me. Everything's great. I'm not walking down the street. I'm riding down the street. Everything's good for me at this moment compared to that person. But that's a rich person compared to a poor person or in this case, a regular guy compared to another regular person who just does at this particular time isn't riding in a vehicle. But imagine an actual person with real money and not some chump like me, just a regular dude, driving by me in one of those double, quadruple, mega, ultra, Lexus, Bugatti, Lexus, double, Bugatti, Lexus, Audi, Lexus, triple, Lexus, Audi, Bugatti, double, quadruple, Lexus, double, Lexus, Porsches. And I'm sitting there with my air conditioning, and this person's got double, triple, quadruple, mega, ultra, climate control. And I'm sitting there just happy because my car is cool, and this person's sitting there talking about... You know, I'm sitting here in my double, quadruple, and quadruple, uh, double, quadruple, triple, triple Lexus, Porsche, Lexus, double Audi, Lexus, double Porsche, Audi, Bugatti, Lexus, Audi, Bugatti, Lexus. And it's a rather large car because it takes a large car to put that name on the back of it. Normally, the car wouldn't be this big, but they wanted to make sure that whole name was on the back of the car, which is why the car is so damn big. And now I'm going to turn on the climate control. And let's see here. A real climate control. Even though I have a lot of respect for the mighty Toyota Camry in the, in the, on the lane next to me. This is a double quadruple. Okay, you know the name. I don't want to say it all over again. Because it'll take too much time. Ha <laughs> And now I'm gonna turn on the climate control for myself, and unlike the mighty Toyota Camry, I have a better climate control, because in fact, I'm going to make sure that my left buttocks cheek is 63.2 degrees, and my right buttocks cheek is 71.5 degrees. And also the bottom portion of my left buttocks cheek will get a rock stone coal, we'll have the hot stone massage, and my right buttocks cheek will get shiatsu. honey. I'm talking to my wife, people. What would you like to be done? Okay. You would like your left buttocks cheek to be 53.7 degrees and the top half of your other buttocks cheek to be getting a, uh, 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 what's it? You want, uh, you, do you want a shiatsu massage or the hot stone massage? Is that what you would like? Oh, you like the vibrating massage, but only on the top portion of your right buttocks cheek? Well, of course, in this car, we can do that, and there it is, ha ha ha. Because that's the difference between someone with some real money, he's looking at me like, <laughs> hot and cold, that's all you got, ha <laughs> ha, loser. Meanwhile, there's someone riding by in a helicopter to their mansion whose life is better than all of ours put together. And we're all in the same place. We're all within 100 yards of each other. And what happens? You're in the same place, and life is a little bit different for everybody there. It's amazing, isn't it? But I'll tell you one thing. I don't envy rich people. I really don't. You know, I think rich people, you know, I I, 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 I mean, hopefully one day I'll be rich, but just because I want to be able to to have nice things for my family. I don't want to, you know, look down on anybody else. Oh, shit. Turn it off. off. Oh, Oh, God. Oh, you know what? I deserve that one, Illuminati, guys. I should not have ever said that. I don't want to look down on other people because I know being like us in the Illuminati, it's our job to look down on other people, right? Because the last thing I want to do is, you know, <laughs> when I acquire the wealth after I've been a part of you guys for a long time, share it with poor people. Oh shit! Oh, let her turn it off. Turn it off. Oh, oh, is there a firmware update that will not allow you to tase me with my brain implant when I talk about helping poor people? Oh, shit. turn it off. Oh shit! Oh, oh, guys, listen. Um, I'm, I'm, I, uh my eyes are kind of watering now because they've tased me via my brain microchip uh these illuminati guys man uh they're all laughing right now they should have they're all telling me that i should have never said anything about helping the poor oh Oh, there it is again i'll just turn it off why'd you shock me that time oh you just being an asshole all right bastards and that's okay eventually i'll be i'll be i'll be wearing the funny costumes like you guys are wearing i'll be a an established member of the Illuminati 2 and then I can shock whatever the new people that I recruit, I can actually convince them to put the chip in their brain and then shock them when they say something I don't like also. Do I have that to look forward to? I do? Cool, cool, cool. Okay, folks, um, I'm going to have to end this segment because I got to talk to these jackasses. They done shock me in the my brain is actually hurting from all those tases and electrical impulses that they shot through my brain microchip that I allow them to put inside my brain as i've joined the illuminati which of course doesn't really exist <laughs> it doesn't exist it really doesn't is that good is it okay guys that i told them that it doesn't exist okay they took their hand off the shock button so i'm cool all right folks um <laughs> but i just want to let you know that none of that the, the, the illuminati doesn't exist really it really doesn't <clears throat> segment over Well, folks, this has been episode number 162 of the S. Anthony Says Podcast. It is completed, and I want to thank every last one of you that have been listening to me for the past year and a half and change. Uh, You've been cool. You've been bringing people back. Continue to do so, please. My Twitter, the Twitter for me specifically, meaning me, S. Anthony Thomas, is, of course, at S. Anthony Thomas. The Twitter for the uh, podcast, the the S. Anthony Says Podcast, is at S. Anthony Says uh, this podcast is available on itunes stitcher TuneIn, and quite frankly all you got to do if you can't remember that is remember that the show is called s anthony says google s anthony says and bam i'm right there baby i'm right there you i am everywhere like oxygen my friend so please feel free to do that Tell your friends about the show. Give five-star reviews to the show. It would be much, much appreciated to those that have already done it. Thank you for your kindness. You don't know how much that means to me. I really, really appreciate it. Until next time, my friends. Until next time. My name is S. Anthony Thomas. This is the S. Anthony Says Podcast. Much love to you all. I will see you next week. Same bat time. Same bat channel. Yes, I watched a little Nick at night this week and saw the old Batman and I'm saying the phrase from that old show. Shut up. (laughs) Much love to you all. I appreciate you bastards. I'll see you next week. S. Anthony. Out.